Hey y'all, happy holidays is the season. Today I sit down with Allie Joe of Allie Joe's Swim School, and more passionately, she founded and works with Project Connect. They work with the Monarch School, which is a school for homeless kids. They provide a Thanksgiving festival to provide a wonderful, normalized Thanksgiving dinner and event to a group that normally does not have a lot of normal things that we take for granted. Great meal, then a festival, dancing, carnival games, prizes, petting zoo, petting zoo, and more. This event is 100% volunteer-driven and everything is donated. One guy's organizing the turkeys and delivering 50 turkeys across the Coronado Bridge. 50 turkeys in a turkey caravan. Honestly, if this episode does not touch and motivate you to try and be better every day, then just unsubscribe. Just kidding. 100% bluffing. Don't unsubscribe. Just, you know, try and do better. So sit down, strap in, turn on, and turn up this community connective episode of Tony on the Mic. Our story begins as these stories often do. And we had this kid that tried pumpkin pie for the first time. Put his fork in, takes a bite, his eyes get huge, and he yells out, this pie is bomb! <laughs> and, and we just That's melted, oh, you know? Lord. It was like, oh, I'm, this is worth it. it. made me teary right now. <laughs> tell our story and when our children, children tell our story. You loser four-year-olds who can't swim. <laughs> oh, We'll I, edit all this out, right? I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna lead the episode. Control who lives, who dies, who tells your story. With, do you teach people to drink as they swim? Um. And I mean water. Water. Like, yeah. Don't don't drink vodka. Margaritas. Right. Exactly. Maybe as they're walking in, seeing faces light up seeing yeah. seeing kids forget about these kids are worrying about things that they that oh, no kids should worry Never, about right, right? Yep. i have to say that's the most amazing story i ever heard good morning good afternoon good evening whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product my name is tony lawrence and it's tony on the mic today my guest is a philanthropist sure yeah All right, we'll call it philanthropist yeah. uh very interesting stuff we're going to talk about ali joe Hauk? Yeah, Hauk's right. Pretty good, pretty yeah. good. And she is the owner of Valley Joe Swim School and the curator and founder of Project Connect. We're going to talk about both of those things. I always like at the top and the bottom to talk about any socials. So do you have anything people can get more information? Websites? Twitter? Yeah. Instagram? Yeah, probably a little more um, out there with the swim school than with Project Connect. But uh, swim school is AllieJoeSwimSchool.com. And then um, on social media, the same thing. Allie Joe, A-L-L-I-J-O-S. No apostrophe. Mm -mm. And then swim school. And then Project Connect is ProjCon. So P-R-O-J-C-O-N-N. Two cons and con. Yeah, and that's on that's Instagram, on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook. On, okay. mm-hmm. and the website. We don't have right? a website okay. for ProjCon. Okay, mm-hmm. but you can get all the information. people have offered. We need to take them up on it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have a central hub. Yeah, you know, absolutely. it's definitely nice to have a central hub. All right, so let's talk about the swim school first. Sure. What was your uh, motivation? What what brought got you into the swim school? Why? Yeah, so my grandparents had eight children. Wow, and they were both in education. And so they thought, how are we going to get all these kids through college? And so my grandfather put a pool in, in the backyard and said, they can work here in the summer and put themselves through school. They had no, met it was in a college. residential pool. A it was a residential pool, pool okay. out in the middle of the country okay. in central California. So, um, not every kid of the eight kids took him up on it, mm-hmm. but about half did. And so I grew up with 
my aunts and uncles and my mom teaching swim lessons in the summer. So our town of, I don't know, maybe 6,000, everybody was taught by my family. Oh, wow. Um, and we fed into the local swim team and, you know, all of that. So how big when, was this pool? How big was it? Yeah. It was pretty big. I mean, it's bigger big, than the bigger pool than I have now. What's that? Bigger than mine? Bigger than yours. Okay. Yeah. A big, <laughs> it was out in the middle of nowhere and okay. there was a horse and, you know, pigs and it was like, it was a farm. Um, but yeah, huge pool, diving board. Um, and I grew up just watching my aunts and uncles all have their own style of teaching. Um, and so when it came time for me at 16 to get a job, I was like, I'm going to teach swim too. So got a WSI, which is like the, the gold standard of teaching swim. What does that stand for? Uh, water safety instructor okay. through the Red Cross. And then um, started teaching kind of on the side and did that all through, put myself through college teaching oh, swim wow. um, at state. Individual lessons, group lessons? How did uh, it... Mostly group. Okay. Yeah. Um, some individual, if it's like an adult or a kids with special needs, right. I would do individual, but mostly okay. group. And then um, I was teaching just kind of in the evenings after work, um, some of my friends' kids and I taught my boss's kid. I was working at a local salon here in San Diego um, as a manager, and I taught my boss's kid to swim. And she was like, this is a gift. You're so good at this. Yeah. And she said, hey, I don't know. You're getting off of work. You're changing into your swimsuit <laughs> and going and teaching. Like, why don't you just do this? And I thought, well, I'm in my t early 20s. Like, the thought of being an entrepreneur was scary. That's and terrifying. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know. And she said, you know, if you decide to do it, I will refer everybody to you. I will tell everyone I know. I was teaching at people's private pools. Oh, so I was okay. going to okay. them. So I was driving around and I did that for f the first five years of owning my business. So yeah. I quit my job wow. and Just went for it swimming. and, you know, kind of scrapped it together. I was like going from Temecula down to Chula Vista, yeah. you know, just building a brand, building That's, a business. That was me and my pool business. I, when I started, I was all over the place. Yeah. You know? And you have to, and right? you kind of rein it in as you. <laughs> absolutely. And you get a little can. more choosy yes. as time goes oh, on. Absolutely. But I took... I mean, I was a single girl who was trying to make rent. So I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll, if you're offering me this work, I'll take right. it. And right. um, yeah, so I traveled all around San Diego and that I did that for five years. And then my husband and I bought a house in um, unincorporated county of San Diego. So uh, Casa de Oro, okay. Mount Helix area. Yep. And um, we teach lessons there. We bought a second. Now, does he teach as well? No, he's okay. an engineer. Okay, um, I was gonna say because for Qualcomm. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, <laughs> health insurance. Those types of things yes. are important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's grown and it's been a beautiful thing. We have nine instructors and an admin, wow. and and um, we teach. You know, I think around fifteen hundred kids a year how wow. to swim. Um, are you, are are you still mobile? Did I miss that? Or do you have your I'm own? not mobile, but I have instructors that are. So no, I just so where teach, do you teach in my backyard. Oh, your house. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And is uh, that zoned? I mean, I don't know how this it's, works. It's allowed to, it you're allowed okay. to do 18 kids a day. It's a great gig. I love it. 18 kids a day. Mm -hmm. Wow. And we do pri a lot of private lessons, especially at my house, um, just because we're trying to maximize that 18 number. Right. But um, yeah, we teach all over the county. So I've got instructors in Encinitas, but this is all backyard. This is all backyard pools. So like going to someone's home and teaching private lessons. So if I if I wanted a lesson, yeah, you, I know how to swim. Yeah, but if I didn't, 
<laughs> we would come to you. You just and come teach. here and teach mm-hmm. for and eight days. Yeah. So in we a do row or eight, uh, Monday through Thursday for two weeks. And so at the end of two weeks, I would know how to swim. Mm-hmm. How young do you start? Two years old. Wow. And then all the, I mean, we've taught. Are you one of those people that like to throw the kid in the pool? No, <laughs> no. We get to the point where we want to be able to replicate if they were to fall in right, that right. they would turn around and get the side but that's not how we start off okay. it's a have lot you, of have you trust seen building that? yeah that's crazy yeah yeah it's well i think that there's there's one method called isr which i'm in touch with the guy who does it here in san diego and it teaches kids if they fall in to flip on their right, back right i've seen that and i think that's great i there's more than enough business in san diego yeah. and as long as kids are getting safe i'm for it um I think that if a kid were to fall in, you could teach the skill of coming back to the side See, that's, just that's, as easily. Yeah. When I'm talking to the people that work for me, I'm communicating, hey, we, wanna, we want kids to not only be safe, but we want them to enjoy the water and yeah. have a lifetime of enjoying the water. Don't just get through it. Right. Enjoy it. Right. And so my goal is, you know, the times when I'm most happy is when I get videos or photos from family where they're like, this is why it jumping off the rock in Hawaii. And so, nice. you know what I mean? Like yeah, that exactly. kind of stuff yeah. gives me life. So now when you teach, what would you average age? Would you say uh, three? Oh, really? So it's usually it's, it's, young. it's preschool mostly. Okay. Yeah. And then at the end of two weeks, you feel pretty. Yeah. So there's kind of two benchmarks. The first is they turn around and get the side. And then the second benchmark would be getting their own breath, that they can do some strokes, lift their head up, get their own air and then keep going. And once a kid can do that, they can do any length. Right. Right. You're just getting new, fresh air and keep going. Uh, And then, you know, we teach strokes to get kids ready for local swim teams. But I would say because of the two-week session, we're really trying to maximize safety first right. and then and then strokes come second. You know, honestly, I would say this last year I taught more adults than I normally have. I, we put out like a social media thing about teaching adults and how much we enjoy it. We just don't have pictures of adults on our website. It's not something we really advertise. The adults are so fun because... You are watching somebody go from fear to enjoyment pretty quickly. Is that a pretty good turnaround? I, I, oh, yeah. Can you, can you, I, do you Adults think... are easier in really? some ways. Yes. Really? Because Cause... it's in their head. So you have to go through the like, there's some basic things you can do. Like a lot of adults are, are really afraid of sinking. So in the first couple lessons, I'll put something on the bottom of the pool and ask them to get it. And they realize it's incredibly hard to get to the bottom of a pool. Right. It's <laughs> That's a good point. Floating That's is excellent. easier. And yeah. so there's certain tricks that we have that kind of break through the mental fog yeah. that kind of say, hey, you, you've built this up for 30, 40, 50 years. By the time that somebody has signed up to to swim with us, they've done the work of I really want this. Yeah. yeah. But we've had I had a therapist that we taught uh, to swim, and he said this is the most therapeutic thing I've ever done. Wow. And in a this is a cool story. He and his wife were going on their I think their twenty year wedding anniversary to Thailand, and oh, he wow. said my goal is that I jump off a boat and scare her but that I know how to swim. So he was coming secretly on his lunch break, paid cash, (laughs) like kept it a total secret. And then on their 20 year 
anniversary, jumped off this long tail boat in Thailand and started swimming around. And she was just crying so happy. And he did it on like the first day of the trip. And so they, you know, in this island environment yeah. they got to swim together and he oh, said it was, she, so she swam the wife and he was did afraid of water. and he had kids that had all done swim lessons oh, he just wow. never learned and, and how so, old was he roughly? he was in his 40s 40s yeah what's the oldest person you ever taught Ooh, um uh this year i taught someone in their 60s okay. um who's going to mexico and wanted to to swim. enjoy the pool as soon as you can teach somebody how to breathe right how to do bubbles and get their face wet it's that, I mean, does 60% of the work. Okay, After so that, it's kicks and, and arms. But. So let me tell you, I'm going to put myself out there. You okay. can judge me. Okay. Okay. We no had judgment. a kid and we saw uh, this thing where you blow on their face, you put them underwater. Uh-huh. So now talking to someone who knows what they're doing, it makes me feel a little vulnerable. Cause, okay. Because <laughs> we didn't. This is a safe space. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, we would blow. We start with my oldest when uh-huh. he was. 18 months maybe sure, maybe yeah. even younger blew in his face dipped him underwater yep. and he came up like nothing and, and we had felt great sense of accomplishment that yeah we had put our kids face underwater and then we fumbled around and taught him how to swim and even now it's funny when somebody came over last summer they have to take a swim test if they want to swim in the pool they sure. have to swim from one end to the other and back on their own start in the shallow end get back to the shallow yeah. end and if not they had to wear water wings or some sort of life preserver and this has been going on now for 25 years since my oldest was mm-hmm. was young so see now i'm afraid to be, be shaming because i and i would make kids wear the water wings so they couldn't go in the pool mm-hmm. and is that smart <laughs> i here's okay so is it the blow in the face thing that you're asking about or the water the wings thing? thing okay so i think Parents already have the trust. So I think if a parent can help their kid learn to go underwater, that's a lot of the work that a swim teacher would do. Um, And even like pouring water over their head in the bath, those types of things pay big dividends. The holding their breath is great. And what we would just teach is doing bubbles out of their nose. So humming. So we teach every kid to hum mm-hmm. underwater. Hmm. And bubbles will come out of their nose. We really build it up like it's this cool trick. Right. Um, and then once they're blowing out, when they come up, they're getting a clean breath instead of holding your breath, coming up, having to exhale, exhale having to inhale. Nice. And then on the inhale, okay. they drink water, right? All so right, see, bubbles are foundational. It's like how we spend the first one to bubble two days. Swim school. There's a bubble swim school here somewhere. Yeah. Bless them. I'm not, that don't work for them. No, no, I know. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. So right. bubbles are huge. Um, and then there's... As far as the water wings, I have really strong opinion about the arm flows. Okay, okay. So, and I would say all of our instructors share this. I think it gives a false confidence, Uh right? So a two or three-year-old, if they wear those repeatedly, then they're jumping into a pool and they pop right up, right? right? And so they don't know the difference between wearing the water wings and not. Uh So I, if a parent will take them off and show them what happens without them. I think that would help send the message, but I've tried to reason with two and three year olds and it's, it's a dead end. (laughs) Right. So I, I would rather 
a parent, you know, doing the one to one ratio, an adult for every child, and then you're, you're being available to let them jump in, you catch them, you pull them up. I think, you know, I've seen a kid, you know, have their water wings taken off, especially the ones that hold their arms out to the side and keep them in place out there. Uh, It doesn't teach them to use their arms at all, which is half your power. Uh, So I, I'm against them. Okay. And but I also some of my very best friends use them and like hide it from me and it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> they can use them. I just think be extra vigilant. Um I I want to You don't I have feel to be like, diplomatic at all. Don't use the water wings, folks. Don't use them. Don't, don't use, use them. them. But if you're going to be aware that it gives a false confidence. Do you have any tips for my wife? She hates to get her face wet. She, she never puts her face in the water. She can swim. Of yeah. Course, she pool, so you can like a doggy, pa- like on her, um, not getting her face wet. She'll even do uh, kind of a modified breaststroke oh, yeah. with her yeah, face, face completely up. up. Yeah. I'd be curious if she had too many experiences with like snorting up water and that's why huh. she doesn't want to get her face wet. We're going to ask her before yeah. we leave. Okay, great. I would, I would isolate. I would put on goggles. Okay. It might be a like, she doesn't like it blurry underwater. Okay. And then nose. I would teach nose bubbles. I wouldn't cover her nose at first. So you're against the nose pinchers? Yeah. Wow, you're against everything. I, the I pool lobby like hates in this you. conversation. <laughs> Okay. You had the swim school before you met your husband. Yeah. It says you were married. You've been married seven years. You yeah. Said, and you've yep. been doing the swimming for ten years. Ten years. Mm-hmm. And then you did. You've been doing Project Connect even longer. Eighteen. Eighteen years. Wow. I could have had an adult child by you, now. That is your adult child. <laughs> it is. Your Project Connect can vote and smoke cigarettes. Yes. Oh no, they can't smoke anymore because they changed it to twenty-one. Did they? But they can buy lottery tickets, and it's okay. one point nine billion dollars. <laughs> you know what? I'm not normally a lottery player, but I'm going to buy one today. Uh, let's take a break. Then we're going to come back and talk about your Project Connect. And we're going to talk about some of the things that go on there Perfect. and why you do it and why you enjoy it and why you've been doing it for the life of an adult child. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back with my guest, Allie Jo Howe with Project Connect and Allie Joe Swim School. Reach out and touch somebody's hand. Make this world a better place if you can. Reach out and And we are back. My guest today, Allie Jo Houck of Allie Joe's Swim School, not Bubbles. She made a face when I said Bubbles Swim School. She was, yeah, I don't work for them. I'm like, hey, how are you just saying? It's just something I saw around town. Hey, I think they're great if they're teaching kids to swim, but yeah, it's I not my company. I don't know anything about them. Oh, I, just saw the, I just saw the sign, Bubbles. Funny. Uh, <laughs> now, your other, uh, this is actually probably more of a passion yeah. project, and uh, it's something you've been doing even longer. It's... Project Connect. Mm-hmm. Um, you have like a mission statement. Can you sum it up in like the elevator pitch before we get into sure. it? Sure. Yeah. So it's connecting San Diegans to our neighbors of Monarch School. So it's taking every San Diegan and kind of their Rolodex and saying, how can we help out these kiddos um, in powerful ways? So we mainly do a Thanksgiving dinner and fall festival, okay. but... We do other things throughout the year when okay. we have time. Um, now, and Monarch School, for, okay. for those who don't know, what is that? Yeah, so Monarch School is in uh, Barrio Logan, and it's 330-ish students, K through 12, and every student is unhoused or homeless. Wow. Um, and the school has been around... Uh, more than 18 years, I think in the 25-ish range, I'd have to look that up. But 
It's been around and it's unique in that they can discriminate based on socioeconomic status. So it's it's a pilot kind of program for the okay. for the whole country. Yeah. Okay, just about the school in general. How do they reach the next class? How do you know like high schools go to elementary schools and middle schools, middle schools go to preschools, kindergartens, so you get flyers for all the public schools. If you don't have a home, if you don't have an address, mm-hmm. how do they reach those students? Through shelters, through um, different programs. It's a San Diego County of Education uh, program, and yeah. it's it's half County of Education and half a nonprofit. Okay. So they have two wings of the organization. So the nonprofit is always raising funds and getting resources for the school. And, and I don't work for the school. I'm right, a volunteer, right. but um, I'm... We're probably some of the longest volunteers they've had, yeah. and so it feels like we're like honorary staff right, in right, some ways. Right. And you should, and it should feel like that. Yeah, yeah. You should feel like a part of it, and they should feel like you are a part of it, and yeah. that's that's great. So, wow. Again, I, I don't want to go too much into the school. I want to focus on the event, but the kids' attendance and getting to school, and I mean, just yeah. the, the ABCs of how do you wake up, get yeah. to school. I assume they have the meal school programs. is so incredible and in that they're always thinking about how to serve these kids better. So I've seen an evolution happen where so when I first met the school, they were in Little Italy, right next to the Little Italy trolley station. And I had um, totaled my car and was taking the trolley. I was living in a high rise in Little Italy. My senior year of college was taking the trolley somewhere i was taking it probably to work at fashion valley or something and i met these kids on the trolley so they give kids trolley passes they've got washers and dryers on the campus for them to wash and dry clothes they've showers on the campus uh meals for sure provided uh they have a thing called butterfly boutique which is basically a very dignified experience of shopping for clothes and shoes where kids come in and kind of get paired up with a consultant of sorts oh, that nice. takes them through and says you need a new jacket here's your options you need yeah. shoes here you go so they've they've really nailed it down i mean i've mm. been through i mean just in 18 years been yeah. through several principals several ceos uh, volunteer coordinators. I've uh, and everyone has been such a delight to work with, and they really care. You have deeply. to. You, you have, have to. to. You yeah. can't fake that. And no. you're not making. I hope they're not making enough money. No, they're, they're not <laughs> making a killing. <laughs> right. I was yeah. Say, yeah. That you're not making enough money. That you're doing it for the money. No. You know. So, um, I know you you don't work for them, but it would be worth it. I would think if people wanted to make a donation to look up. Monarch, Monarch school and they can mm-hmm. they can somehow participate and yeah. donate and help and find out and volunteer but we're gonna find volunteers for you okay and project connect now tell me how the brainchild woke up one day and said i want to help these kids no so i was taking the trolley and met these little six-year-olds five and oh, six-year-olds wow. that are now my daughter's age i have a six-year-old and they were so cute but they were by themselves on the trolley and wow. i said what like what are you guys doing where are you going you know and they said well we're going to school so this little blonde boy looks up at me with these big eyes and says we're going to school we go to monarch school and all the kids are homeless and you know, just staring me in the face. I'm a senior in college studying marketing at SDSU. I'm looking at this little boy 
So I'm 21. I'm looking at this six-year-old boy. I'm 15 years older than him and thinking, I can't imagine if this was my life. Like, I can't imagine if I was homeless. On a personal note, my father had just passed away my senior year of college. And so I was dealing with all of that. And I was thinking about his legacy. And I thought he was really into material possessions and he can't take anything with him. But these kids, like I can help these kids in some way. And so I said, where's your school? And he pointed, this little boy, we were getting off at the Little Italy stop. And he pointed and he said, it's right there. And I said, take me in with you. I want to meet somebody there. So I just followed this posse of four little kids into the (laughs) school. And the uh, CEO was standing at the front desk. And I started talking to her and I said, hey, I know it's October. Uh, Is there anything you guys do for Thanksgiving I can help out at? I can volunteer and get my friends. And she said, we actually don't have anything, but if you want to do something, that'd be great. And just so empowering. I thought, you don't know me. Like, you know, right. But just through conversation, she was like, if you have any ideas, if you want to do anything, we'd love it. So I said, well, let me get back to you. (laughs) (laughs) um, I rallied some of my friends. Uh, I was involved with like a Christian organization at state. And I said, do you think we can pull this off? Do you think we can do some kind of dinner uh, for them? And so that first and year what was the population of the school at the time was it, it was much less okay. it was around 100 okay. kids uh that's what they could fit and they had no right. central location of a place to do an event it was just kind of portables um like circled up portables yeah. and so we we went into um first presbyterian church downtown that big massive beautiful yep. church yep. and said can we use your courtyard to do a dinner and use your kitchen and they were super generous and That's said, great. yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that was year one. So, and you cooked for roughly a hundred kids, like just, well, they were turkey. allowed to invite their family. Oh my. So it was a pretty good turnout that yeah. first year. I would say probably 250 people wow. came out, but we didn't have nearly the amount of volunteers as we have now. Uh, and it was just the dinner, no fall festival, which okay. is a lot easier to pull off, yeah. but we, we just, did like instant yeah so we the turkeys we were like how are we going to do all these turkeys we don't i've never baked a turkey you know i'm 21 how do i do this (laughs) so yeah exactly (laughs) exactly so we i was friends with the inner fraternity council at san diego state president brian who's still involved to this day oh nice what's his name give him a shout out brian hamilton yeah and he's on the committee he's faithful so great and he's who helped you know he and i together worked on getting the 501c3 and all that but brian said what if we go to the fraternity moms the the house moms of fraternities and sororities at state and have them cook the turkeys. And so that's what we did. We had house moms of all these major fraternities and sororities do two each. And we got up to 40 turkeys. We had 20 sororities and fraternities sign on. And then the mashed potatoes were like instant mashed potatoes from Trader Joe's, corn, canned corn. You know, it was very bare bones, but it was beautiful. And we really thought it would be a one year only thing. We had no idea it would be 18 years. Wow. So, so, okay, then the second year, 
Yeah. Second year, I I had moved overseas to China. I was teaching English in China for two years, and my best friends kept it going. They said, we're going to keep it. Yeah, we're going to do it. And they did roughly the same thing? Yep. They just repeated what we did that first year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, this year, it's a pretty, pretty big pretty big shindig from from what i was seeing yeah i mean you guys have a professional announcer (laughs) tony on the mic (laughs) (laughs) and uh i would am flattered and honored to be a part of this thank you you. and uh but when when was the kind of switch over to fall festival how how did that yeah so i think it's hard i would need to do a timeline of how it all evolved it was definitely when i came back from china nobody's gonna fact check you so you yeah can, yeah you can yeah be reasonable, well, you know, my committee will be like right, no hey, you're you wrong. Forgot about yeah. right. um <laughs> that's a good question i remember we one time wanted to do photos of families because when you start to get into the world of a family that's unhoused you start to realize some things right like they don't have family portraits necessarily right Right, when you're just kind of getting by and so we had one of my friends had one of those cameras that would print it out in 60 seconds you know those photos and that became i mean a long line big hit of every family wanted a portrait taken and so then it became we're going to get photo booths so that kind of i think was the the beginning of the fall festival and then it became face painting and um, you know a couple years ago, we had ponies. We had wow. real ponies. And Lori Vexlin brought those out, Bert's wow. wife. And they were, you know, we had kids on ponies. But we have a petting zoo from the local oh, you're 4-H. Right. That's my Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal, right? right? We want to make it so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, and we run everything kind of through that filter of, hey, what does your family do? What's what's the idealized version of what your family right, does right, right, on Thanksgiving? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is, what do you tell people? That yeah, your family does. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so wow. And how many people are still around? Do you think from the original? Group? Oh, Brian for sure. Brian for sure. Lucy is on the committee. She's around year one. Katie Bradle used to work at Monarch okay. and doesn't anymore, but is a part of this still event. Part of yeah. So I think of the. The, there were eight of us that mm-hmm. started the event and sat around in my dining room and planned it. <laughs> and all those people still give, wow. still, you know, they live in different parts of the right, country, but right. they give to the Amazon wish list. Nice. They um, still check in, Amazon they fly in. Where yeah. can people find if they want to give something to the Amazon wish Is it too Ooh. late? It's we're close quick. to the end of it. Yeah. There's not much left on it, which is a great problem. Yeah. Uh but yeah, we we just send it out to our volunteer list, okay. and then I share it on social. It's on it's on uh, okay. Instagram on ProjCon okay. Instagram. Okay. What about Facebook for the old people like me? It would I can be on find there. It. Okay, because yeah. I can find it on Instagram. I'm getting I'm getting my feet wet. <laughs> I'm on the gram. It's where the young kids are. That's right. I'm, <laughs> I'm on the gram. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing Insta. Yeah. I even did a TikTok. Did you? My I niece, can't get into TikTok. My niece niece brought her daughter, and she says, "Let's do a TikTok," and I'm like, "All right," because she didn't think. I'm like, "Don't." You're gonna ham it okay. up, I'm yeah. A, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. This isn't this isn't for the meek. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, she, and and we would have mercifully her mother stopped her after two. Yeah, but we <laughs> she probably would have done TikToks for. Were you doing hours. dances or? Oh what yeah. Were you do- yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna do more TikToks. Okay, I'm gonna become a TikTok. Calling you. Okay, calling you on it. <laughs> yeah, don't follow. The only two <laughs> you can follow now and see everything I've put out there in literally two minutes. Perfect. Because it's one one minute each. Uh, so dang, I started talking about TikTok and I got off, I got off track. So 
we're gonna do this. Uh, talk about this specific event. Okay. That's the date. I should. I mean, I know what it's on my November nineteenth, okay. Saturday, November nineteenth. And at this point, is there anything people can do to help support volunteer? Can they come and work? Can they, they can come out? work for okay. sure. Yeah. And and we can. We have a volunteer sign up okay. that they just need to fill out a little and, form. And is that where can they get that? They can message on Instagram. Insta? Insta. Okay. That's where it's at. <laughs> and yeah. for those of you who do, who uh, are weak at Insta, follow me on Facebook and I'll give you the yeah, directions. Yeah, perfect. I'll send you the link. <laughs> okay. So you've been married seven years. Yep. And you have a little kiddo. Tatum. And Tatum. Yep. And she's how old? Six years old. Six years old. Now, she's just breaking into that age of kind of social awareness and social like, absolutely hierarchies and yes. clicks and and i don't mean that negatively just the way tribes and things yeah. the way life works does she ever uh, do you feel like she sometimes feels like you're she's sharing mommy with 300 other kids and oh. sharing this stuff yeah you know though she has such beautiful ownership of it and so when the amazon wish list items come to our house she's opening them and saying oh the kid she helps me build the wish list so she's like right. no mommy they're gonna want <laughs> right. these unicorn socks no they're gonna That's you know like awesome. she has such ownership i think to raise her i mean she's been coming to this since she was five months old right oh, wow, so yeah. uh it's beautiful to see her be like, okay, for this Project Connect, let's do that. She works at Prize Island. Nice. And she gives to give away prizes. And she, you What's know. What's better than that? Yeah. I mean, she just loves her life. And yeah. and she's, you know, before it was, she was right by my side, but now she's very independent. She's got her friends. <laughs> she's sick for yeah, <laughs> she's she's like, um, you know, organizing all the toys on That's the island. Awesome. I just think that they catch vision really early on. And yeah. some of my swim families volunteer at it. Oh. And they're some of our best volunteers. I got this kid, Joaquin, and I'm going to send the link of this podcast to his mom because... I hope you send it to everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> but Joaquin is like the MVP. He was in the back making turkey sandwiches. We take all the leftover turkey, make it into turkey sandwiches, and then send it home with all these families so that they have some food over the sure. Thanksgiving break. Just like we all want right. our grandma to make yes, us some turkey exactly. sandwiches. So Joaquin spent hours with these older ladies making turkey sandwiches. And then he went out and did the fall fest. I mean, the kid is a rock star. And how and, old is he? Oh, oh, Joaquin will be mad. I don't know exactly. Oh. Maybe 10, 11. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, That's but, awesome. And the, and the family you know, reached out and was like, we need the volunteer link. It's the highlight of our week. So... Uh, they'll be there again this Excellent. year, but you'll see him. Joaquin, come up and say Joaquin, hi. Joaquin, he's come the best. Say hi. And his brother and sister are too, but Good. Joaquin is just a real highlight for me. So it's a little surprising that you met Andy, right? Uh-huh. And he didn't go, this is a lot. Me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he's very confident. He's a confident man Good. who... I know that I probably had a lot of personality, had a lot of balls in the air. Had. And, yeah, have. And <laughs> he's not intimidated. I think he's so empowering, which I love. Nice. He's, That's awesome. He's, um, he's impressive in his own right, and he is happy to come alongside me in this. And then nice. he's got his own stuff going on. But, um, yeah, very um, self-assured man, which you is great. And you can't do it if... You even have some subtle or subconscious resentment 
right. from your partner. Yeah. You know, you can't. So it's good that, that he's... He runs the kitchen. Oh, so good. he's he's the... He puts on this chef jacket and, you know, he's an engineer by trade, but he's running a kitchen and has all these volunteers that call him Yes so Chef. like Chef... Ah, <laughs> <not> Chef Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> take this back yeah, yeah no he's he's the nice the kind chef oh, the kind but chef. Okay. he um he loves ram he loves gordon ramsay watches his like egg preparation videos he's a oh, big wow. fan yeah nice. um and then we're gonna talk about this event this event sounds fantastic we're gonna take another break real quick and uh reset some stuff but but i'm looking at this and starting from the announcer down it looks like it's gonna be a great time it i can't is wait be a good time so, all right we'll be yeah. right back with ali joe and we're gonna talk about the most killer Thanksgiving Festival. Is it Thanksgiving Festival? Fall yeah. Festival? What are we Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. Thanksgiving Festival. We'll be right back. And we're back. You know what they're hearing right now? We're, we don't. You don't hear it, but when you listen back, it's the Charlie Brown Christmas or Thanksgiving oh, music. That's what's gonna be. We play right that now. at the event. We yeah. project it on the nice. building. No sound, Just but the, the visual. Oh, yeah. Nice. So maybe if you want, we don't have to, but we can do the sound for the Peanuts Christmas if if you think that would Peanuts be, Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm here for you. Thank you. I'm just gonna leave that in. So, <laughs> peanuts, Thanksgiving, yeah, and then then we can we can add the sound. If you don't think it'll be a distraction, we can discuss no, it because it'll be it'll be easy enough to to wire that up. But uh, you have six six talking points, six little bullet points that you made for me. I love them. Let's start with a first grader and a pumpkin pie. Tell me about that. Yeah. So you know these ingredients for a Thanksgiving dinner that we take for granted. Uh, it's so fun to watch kids experience them for the first time. And, and we had this kid that tried pumpkin pie for the first time. And he, he like put his fork in, takes a bite, his eyes get huge, and he yells out, this pie is bomb! <laughs> and, and we just That's, melted, oh, you know? Lord. It was like, oh, I'm, this is worth that it. It made me teary right now, <laughs> yeah. just hearing that build of this. And I'm not joking. Yeah, I'm not joking. yeah. That's yeah. Wow. So that's the why, right? That's yeah. like what we're doing this for. You know, we we have kids that come year after year. And I think the beauty of doing something for 18 years is that consistency, yeah. showing up for these kids. Now, do the kids come back year after year? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. At, at some point, do they graduate out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's an alumni uh, group and they get invited okay. to come back if they want to. Right. And we often have kids that are you know, in college at State or at Grossmont or whatever, and they're coming right. back and saying, oh yeah, I grew up with this event, which is mind boggling yeah. to me, right? It is, it is, yeah. and humbling. Yeah, I oh. I mean, just, just it, it lets us know how small we are and how big we can make our smallness, if that mm, makes sense. Yeah. You know, how, how we can take how small we are in this big picture and and magnify it by, mm. by giving, by sharing, by yeah. of ourselves. I mean, not just here's money or here's something. Right. But when you give your part of yourself and you donate and you see a kitty pumpkin pie. Yeah. And he's like, this pie is bomb. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Mean, that's fantastic. And we take it for granted. Yeah. And how many kids, I don't want pumpkin pie. Can we have yeah. apple pie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a banana cream pie. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's speaking to the money thing, though, is when I started this event as a senior in college and the and the lady told me you could do it. I only had two hundred dollars in my bank account. Wow. But I had friends and I knew that that wealth was enough to, to pull it off. And so I think that's 
It's interesting because we don't have a big budget. Everything's in-kind donations and people volunteering. So let me be clear. Mm -hmm. I'm pro money. Yeah. Okay. And if people want to donate to make this yeah. easier, oh, please abso do. Absolutely. You know, we'll do put not... it to work. Yes. For sure. Yes. And we'll Your we'll show will... receipts, you right. know, like we'll show them right. what their money bought. Yeah. But please don't don't be afraid to Yeah, give. absolutely. Uh and then it says everything you do is through a, a lens of dignity and respect. What's Yeah, what's so the the principal and I just spoke last year and I said, Hey, is this event still serving Monarch? And she she was like, Are you kidding me? This this event is our favorite and it's our favorite because it's infused with dignity and respect you're not making families wait in line for food you've got servers you're it, it's like we're family yeah in a, in this setting right. and that's the goal right but right. it's it's so good to hear it translates yeah. and we're we're always thinking through like how would this play out obviously we're not perfect and there's times where we've we've missed it but there is a, a real need to, to show families like, this is a beautiful event and we did it for you. So we're, we're always thinking through lighting. I actually went to this place uh, that was a shelter for women that had um, come out of domestic violence situations, which a lot of these families have that situation. Um, or maybe they were in a three bedroom home with an abusive guy and they're having to leave you know, and then I went to it to kind of invite, to give out invitations to the event in the early days. And they said, hey, do you want to come and have dinner with families? I said, sure. Went down. This was in Cortez Hill. I went down to an underground parking garage. It was like cold and dark and depressing. And the food was awful. And I just thought, I want to do the opposite of this. Yeah. I want it to be the fanciest of affairs yeah. i want it to smell good look good taste good yeah. like i i just want these families to feel celebrated yeah and so that's that's why and we for do six it hours way. or yeah the length of the thing is it's magical just, yeah and yeah. you're just doing your thing you're not thinking about your circumstances no. and, and everything no it's fantastic you're feeling celebrated yeah, yep that's awesome and then shameless recruitment is a core value. Yeah. I've been there, so go You've on. been recruited. I've been yeah. recruited, and I, I do a lot of stuff. Like, I've been on, you know, PTA, Gross Mind Education yeah. Foundation, Little League Board, Pop Warner Board. I mean, a lot of stuff. So I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Right, let's get recruited. That's a thing that I think people are afraid to do, though, sometimes, yes. is to open up their little black book and yep. say, hey, I actually know this person. So we are... We put it in our core values when we made ourselves a 501c3. We have like connection, dignity, shameless recruitment. Nice. Because if people understand that, there there are people. And we want to make sure that we're saying, hey, owner of the Padres, will you give this? Hey, Omni Hotel, will you do all 500 servings? Like, I'm not going to yeah. hold back in my request because they're right. not rejecting me. Right. Right. And it's like, I don't take it personally if right. they say no, but it's amazing who says yes. And I think San Diego has taught me that this is actually a beautiful little small town in a lot of ways. And it is, people are so generous. Yeah. No. And, and again, there's, there's two things that I firmly in my soul mm -hmm. core believe. One is ask for the world yes. if it's for something good yeah i mean don't just ask for the yeah. world but ask for the world if it's for something good and the, and if they say no you're no worse off 
No. Than you were before. But more important than that, somebody says yes. Yeah. Somebody's going to say yes. And, and then you leverage do, that yes right. with the next person right. that you, you ask. Say, look, right. Yeah. Look so who's, I'm, look I'm who's given. Saying, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So, so. And, and we've done that for 18 years. And in those early days, it was like, hey, Buca de Beppo's giving the rolls. Will you do the mashed potatoes? Hey. And yeah. now, now it's like, you know, we're not name dropping, Drop but like we're saying, off. hey, like this off. incredible chef is going to be there. Oh wow! Carving turkeys, now, doing this thing. I get to eat, right? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's my, the that's the goal too. Compensation package. Oh, a hundred percent. The thing that the the beauty of the event is that it's not just we serve them and the families sit, but we have a CEO of a corporation is sitting with a family nice. and a college student, and nobody is nice. is posturing at all. Right. It's just people and a family sitting down, yeah. and. You know, we're not talking about what we do for work. We're talking about what we're grateful for. We have like in the center of a table some jokes for kids to read off and and laugh about where we're just enjoying each other's company. And then and then we get to go out and play together in the fall festival. So everybody eats. Everyone that volunteers eats too. Yeah. You're you're in for a treat. It's Um, a tasty dinner. I can't wait. Now I'm hungry. Yeah. Me too. We pause this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go get pumpkin pie. Yeah. Um, so tell me, I saw the map. Tell me all the things that are going on at this event. Okay. So dinner is seating for about 400 is what we're anticipating. <laughs> it's like doing a wedding every year. Wow. It's, um, up lighting and, uh, piano music and, uh, not gonna let me sing. I'm a little disappointed <laughs> about that. Tony, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do I say no How do I say to no? Tony? Right. <laughs> you um, don't. You don't. Okay. <laughs> you can sing outside and it'll be your test okay. run for next year. Right. You can show me. Sounds good. Um, but the, the dinner is dinner and then dessert. And then they go out. We open the doors to the fall festival. The gym in the school has these like garage doors that we dramatically roll That's up. Awesome. That's and awesome. And then it is full on outside. So there's a stage where a dance company is coming and kind of doing TikTok dances, right? Oh, with wow. kids, like just playing around. I'm going to do some TikToks with dancing. From yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's a petting zoo from the Manzanita what? 4-H with... Okay, another magical moment in these 18 years was I saw this little girl sitting in the corner of the petting zoo for over an hour just petting a bunny. Wow. And just... Dang, you got me again. I know. That's- just <laughs> sitting there. And and you know what I love? That the 4-H people understood that that was her happy place. Yeah. It wasn't on the stage dancing. It yeah. wasn't getting yeah. her face painted. And they just left her to nice. just do that for an hour. Like, yeah. how beautiful. Yep. Um, there's oh gosh face painting glitter tattoos uh an art project uh basketball for older kids we had sdsu basketball team come out a couple years ago and just play basketball with kids just shoot around and they loved it nail polish nail polish yeah so yeah so i was i subbed the the year before i got married to my husband when we were engaged i thought gosh i've been volunteering at this school I have a degree. What if I subbed at the school and just got to know the school a little bit better? Um, and it was the winter. It wasn't swim season, right? right. So I, I did that for maybe three months. And one of the older girls had gotten in trouble at Walmart because she was painting her nails in the aisle before a school dance. She had opened up a nail polish and was painting her nails. And I thought, oh, 
man, that is a luxury that yeah. I take for granted. Yeah. That I just wow. can buy a seven dollar yeah. nail polish and paint my nails if I want to feel fancy for right. something. And it struck me as, gosh, we should probably add that to the event. And it is so sweet because it's time of volunteers sitting with with little ones or adults yeah. painting their nails for you know five ten minutes, yep. getting to know them, but. People, little girls or little boys carry themselves differently after getting their nails painted. So, yeah, yeah, we added that in and it's it's a busy spot. And then we give them the nail polish at the end. Whatever color they choose, we paint it and then they get to take it home. That's awesome. That's awesome. Nail polish. Yeah. And then face painting. Now, can I get a glitter tattoo? Yeah. Because I'm going to cut in front of a little kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the other things are big, big deal. Popcorn, hot chocolate. Right. And um, coffee station. But we have just all sorts of different stations throughout the event. Uh, The biggest being the carnival games, which the whole like turf area is carnival games. And that's where kids get to play games, earn prizes. Oh, they get prizes? Yeah. And then there's Prize Island, which is this like, we (laughs) named it that way last year and it's become, you know, this like um, funny joke, but also very true. You get tickets and you cash them in for prizes? Kind of like Chuck E. Cheese style when when I was a kid. But it's it's to create involvement from the kiddos um, and and the adults. But it's all sorts of like, you know... um, golden arm game fishing you know all those things and then they get and we're super generous with the tickets right never want to create like a scarcity thing going on but then they cash them in and the amazon wish list is mostly prizes so fidget toys and uh all sorts of like little race cars and uh also toys yeah Yeah, absolutely and then they get to turn in those tickets for hot chocolate popcorn and um the hot chocolate station and popcorn stations you, after a big meal you would think they don't right, want anymore right. no those are the most popular and we just load them up on whipped cream we just sugar those kids up real good <laughs> but and and then all of our volunteers know you like more is more here like give yeah. give them whatever yes. that you know yes. there's no nose around here so nice. that's awesome. um, yeah and you don't have a lot of time in your life that that's the case right you know, so just live it up. Yep. yep. Now, one of the things you said that um, I'm going to take issue with mm. is you said uh, no comfortable clothes and no business logo. I can't wear my Tony on the mic hat. You can wear your Tony. Yeah, you're the DJ. Okay. You can wear just, that. Yeah, yeah. But we don't want it to be an us and them. Hey, Tony on the mic <laughs> <laughs> One year we had a group that wore these big logos across their chest and it just screams i'm a volunteer yeah. and i'm serving you and it's just i mean a tony on the mic hat is okay. one thing right. it's I don't have you're good now, you're good you can wear that for sure it's, it's a cool hat yeah and, and you I can bring your stickers uh, okay you're right. fine i don't want to be advertising you're gonna be the cool guy you're gonna I be am. the dj i'm a cool guy wherever yeah. i go last year our dj was a school employee and he named himself spicy noodle Oh my! So I, I don't think, know if I can live up. To I spicy don't know if you're going to be able to get to spicy noodle stuff. Wow! You didn't come back now. Now there's all kinds of pressure on me. Oh yeah, there is lots of DJ pressure. Spicy noodle in the house. <laughs> exactly. Okay, when you say no, no business logos and no promotions and everything, I get it. And you say no press, which I kind of get. Yeah. But I think sometimes Marianne Williamson had a saying. It's long. It's one of my favorite sayings Mm. about our deepest fear. And essentially it says our deepest fear is not our darkness, but it's our light and playing small and being small. Mm. But when you shine, 
you allow others to shine. And that's how I feel. It's the it's the conundrum of uh, giving social media, of donate, yeah. you know, because are you giving a homeless person $5 because you want somebody in the world to see you doing that? And in my mind, it doesn't necessarily matter because the guy sells $5 mm -hmm. and he can buy something. So I think sometimes we get judgmental people who give and show that they give when I would like to create an environment where people show they give to empower others to give look it's okay to donate it's okay to volunteer look mm -hmm. at what look at what because somebody might see this on a on a good morning America or you know whatever sure. and say wow this I might could work do that at my, right yeah this could yeah. work at my school so I think sometimes the the nobility which there's a great nobility in being anonymous and making an effort not to do it for publicity and I think sometimes that plays against what we want to accomplish. We, we want to accomplish a hundred other schools yeah. doing something like this. And if somebody sees that, some 21-year-old college senior, yeah. you know, who's, what a great time. And 21-year-olds, do something. Yeah. Do, this is, this that's your golden time right now. And yeah, yes, you have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And you can, you can still party and hang out and mm -hmm. do all the fun stuff you want to do. And if you're in school, you can still go to school. You can still, you know, you have no idea what yeah. pressure in life is all about. And you have the most energy you're ever going to have. Right. Do something good. So if nothing else, when you're 40 and you have kids, you can say, when I was 21, this is what I did. Not to brag, not to establish anything, right. but to inspire and to say this is part. Because I'm a big volunteer. I teach my kids that volunteering is important. And yeah. I say, you know, look, no, I'm not getting paid for this. Or, you know, mm -hmm. it's a, yeah, it's a hassle to get a, pain, a phone call from a parent whose kid didn't make all-stars, you know, or, sure. or whatever. Yeah. But it's important. And somebody yeah. has to volunteer and somebody has to do it and, and give back. Yeah. And, and I think we as a society need to do a much better job of being able to do that without the fear of repercussion. Cause I think mm. the fear is, Oh, they're just doing it. So they look good. Oh, they're virtue signaling. Mm. Oh, they're, you know, and, and that's too bad. And yeah. you can't control all that. Yeah. I think we, we don't do the news crews because we don't want families to have a camera in their face yeah. during a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. But I think the Union Tribune is coming this year oh, and nice. going to do a story. Good. And Excellent. that's doable because yeah. it's not uh, a video camera. Yeah. on. And especially if, if these some of these kids are coming out of domestic violence, we yes. can't say that they're right. there, right? right? The other side is, I think you're right in terms of sometimes I probably do shy away from that publicity. Uh, I'm great with if a news camera came in the prep time right before yeah. the families yes. arrive yes. i'm great with that yep. and monarch school has a whole um they have a whole division of okay. doing these press okay. releases and good, stuff good, good, good. and they haven't done it in, in a last couple of years but i think that they are asking someone from the union tribune right. specifically they want to highlight the turkeys that come from rick who so rick is a volunteer that volunteers at the school all the time but he a couple years ago took on all the turkeys for us because we were he cooks he recruits all his friends okay. which turkeys alone are yes. a job yes. right so we need 55 turkeys so he's on coronado and he and everyone that bakes a turkey from what I understand, is yeah. on Coronado. And Rick works in the financial sector, but he is shameless recruitment nice. all the way. So he organizes this whole thing, and then he throws a really great cocktail party after. So everyone bakes turkeys. Right. And then this year, 
last year they carved them at Coronado High School. Okay. Um, in their oh, kitchen. See the logistics of this whole thing. I mean, it's I, a lot. How do you carve fifty turkeys. <laughs> yes. A, yeah. So, but this year for. He's very into the quality of the turkeys, which I love. So this year he thinks it'd be better to carve them on site at, at the oh. school, which we did for years. Only okay. the last couple of years we stopped doing it. So he's going to bring his crew over the bridge, which is a beautiful symbol caravan, right? yeah, yeah, of Coronado to Barrio Logan is just yes. a bridge away. Yes. So I think... Wow. Do people say that? Just a bridge away. That's fantastic. Did you just come up with that? I just came up with it. But I think Rick would probably paraphrase that exact thing because he loves that connectivity of the bridge. And he made a tote bag that we give to families that have um, a bridge. And then it says Project Connect. And, you know, um, just a bridge away. Just a bridge away. But isn't that wild? Those are very two different. Yes. um, A hundred. Yeah. So, so Rick is he's taken that on, which as a person who's coordinating this thing, I can't tell you how beautiful that is to have someone say, I've got it and really handle it well. So they're going to highlight that, I think, on the Union Tribune article, is that 55 turkeys are baked in people's personal homes on Coronado, driven across, across, and then we carve them in the commercial kitchen and make sure they're all to temp, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything else before I put you in the ringer and ask you some just oh, my personal. personal questions and then uh, get you on the electric chair and get you out of here? Yeah. Anything else you want to make sure that people know about? I think the final thought regarding Project Connect is that we all have margin in our life to give back. So this is my off season of swim school is okay. is doing this thing. Right. And it's two months of me donating <laughs> Every waking moment. Yeah, a lot of time. <laughs> but we have margin, at, whether it's our connections, right? I know people that are incredibly connected and don't leverage that at all. And I know people that are mildly connected and leverage it. And it's That's awesome. Me. Yeah, I'm mildly, I'm, connected, I'm mildly connected. But, but you will know everybody right? that I know. <laughs> exactly. And I have yeah. no problem doing it. So, yeah, I think that that's the spirit of our little organization, we couldn't be more grassroots, right? We're all unpaid. Everyone that volunteers, it's all volunteers. Yeah. And and it's just in in our spaces of life, we fill it with, with giving back in this way. But I think everyone that's listening to this podcast has some margin that they yes. can give back. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the change we want to see in San Diego, especially in the homeless crisis that we have, like we can all contribute, whether it's donating new socks or, you know, whatever, we all have our thing. See, I'm always hesitant to do this, but then, all right, now I'm going against what I said earlier. My daughter, for example, she travels, she's a, she's wonderful. She's a, she's 25, 24. She got mad if I get it wrong, Uh but she travels with she she just calls them homeless packages in her thing, and mm-hmm. it has like a six pack of water, yeah. socks, um, uh, band aids. There's just a a handful of like, and she makes a bunch of them. Yeah. And she'll drive through when she sees somebody. She'll just stop and hand them a box yeah. and just move on. And and she she also doesn't like to talk about it. And yeah. And again, I think that it's because that she does it. And if she says, "Hey guys, look." at what I'm doing, a lot of people will hear, hey guys, look what I'm doing. Instead no. of, hey guys, look what I'm doing, you can do this too, or this is something anybody can do. Granola it's not bars, expensive. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, she puts some granola yeah. bars or some kind of bar in there. Yeah. And and I just think that, again, 
we have to find a way as a society. First of all, we just have to lighten up as a society. We yeah. have to we have to stop fighting about yeah. everything. Yeah. And we have to stop judging. On this day before about, election. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have to stop fighting about everything. We have to stop judging, you know, and I think people who who feel small feel better when other people feel small. So instead of trying to feel bigger. They bring other people down. And and that's what happens. Like if I was going to, one of my first TikTok challenges was going to be give somebody who needs a sandwich a sandwich mm. and film it. Yeah. You know, and you get a, go to Burger King, get a hamburger, yeah. go to wherever and find somebody who needs it, take a picture of it and say, I shared. And if we can get 5 million people doing that instead of eating Tide Pods or, yeah. you know, doing yeah, something else. Making it productive. 5 million people yeah. would then have a sandwich. You know, what's interesting is I was just, I went to the Alicia Keys concert I at the Rady Shell. I'm so jealous. And it was beautiful. So but personal. on the way there, our Uber driver was from Barrio Logan. And we were telling him about Monarch School because he sees the campus, had no idea what it was. Oh. And so we're talking about it. And he said, I don't, I wouldn't normally say this, but he buys McDonald's hamburgers on Thanksgiving. And he buys like, I think he said like, a ton. Right. And then he just rolls down his window and hands them out. And he says, I know it's not Thanksgiving meal, but it's something yeah. warm on Thanksgiving yeah. on the streets. And, and I think that's like that combined with what your daughter's doing, what, yeah. what we're like, it all makes for a better, yes, a better city. So and I think, and I think that there are people who would do it if they were given permission to shine. And I mm. think that Marion Williamson quote, which I'm going to, I want to hear, I want to see it. Yeah. I actually read the quote during the podcast, but I decided to cut the movie clip and play that here because that's actually what inspired me to research this quote. And I think it's a good one. Check it out. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. And the whole spirit of that just makes me happy. Yeah. You know, there's a, a reference to God in the original quote. This one was from a movie. That's where I first heard it. Mm. And they kind of omitted it to fit their basketball message. Oh, <laughs> but, nice. but it's very powerful in the, the movie. The movie's Coach Carter. Oh, uh, okay. And it, it's very powerful in the movie. And, and it just really stuck with me. And, and I just think that we're so afraid... That people are going to think, oh, you think you're so cool. Or you mm -hmm. think you're so good. Oh, look at them. They're telling everybody. If you were serious about it, you wouldn't tell anybody. You would just do it. Yeah. Which I understand that mentality in a vacuum. But by the same token, as we're liberated from our own fear, we give other people permission to be liberated from theirs. And mm -hmm. and sometimes that's all people need. You yeah. Know, they need an example. You know, when I was getting ready to do this interview with you, I was thinking about the swim school and Project Connect. And I feel like the thing that ties them together for me is, first of all, I love working with kids because they're unedited and yes. they're so Unfiltered fun. And yes. crazy. Yes. It's the best. <laughs> but it's also, I love seeing 
fear to confidence, right? In the pool, I'm taking yeah. kids from fear to yeah. confidence. And there's a there's a distinct moment of breakthrough with swim lessons that's right. really um, addicting. And so the reason I've done this year after year is because I love seeing that. It's like, couldn't be more rewarding. And parents on the sidelines are always like, that's the best. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, it like changes their lives. Yeah. But it also is something that keeps me going. So it's the same with Project Connect. It's maybe as they're walking in, seeing faces light up, seeing yeah. seeing kids forget about. These kids are worrying about things that they that oh, no kid I should know. worry Never, about, right? right? Yep. And so I I love that it's almost like a Disneyland experience, right? We're just being like, it's got fairy dust all over it. And that's the goal is that they can come in and just kind of lay aside their worries and yes. enjoy. Yes. And that's why we're on your 18 of it, because that too is addicting. Seeing yeah. that. It's like, it is. And it's, it's okay. worth every effort. It's not selfish to feel good about providing someone no. else feeling good. Yeah. You know, and I remember my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Goldenberg. That's how, that's how it goes. Most people give for very selfish reasons because it makes them feel good. And I'm like, that's a really cynical way to look at life. Yeah. You know, if, if sharing makes you feel good, why why would you make that a bad trait? You make it sound negative. Like, I'm only sharing so I feel good. That's a natural high. Exactly. You want that. Yeah. Yes, you do. You yeah. want, if, you, if you can make someone else happy and it makes you happy, then both of you are happier. Yeah. Win-win. Yeah. Idiot, Mr. Goldenberg. Yeah. <laughs> Tell Hope him. you're listening. Tell him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to take our last break. Then we're going to come back for just a quick short segment. Talk about you okay. and some things. And then put you in the electric chair and get oh, you out gosh. of here. Perfect. <laughs> we'll be right back. And we are back for the final segment where we're only going to talk about the electric chair because you mm. rambled blah, 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 blah about I'm a everything. Talker. And, <laughs> and I'm joking, of course. I get yeah. People who can't see this, if they read the transcripts, they go, what an a-hole that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> I do talk a lot, though, yeah, no, so no, I'm not, no, I'm no, not bothered. That's, that's awesome. So you have been convicted of a capital crime. Yeah. You've been found guilty and sentenced to death in the electric chair. You get one meal, one movie to watch while you eat that meal, and then a song to put in your headphones as they play you away. Mm. Let's start with the movie. What are you going to put in? Well, I just wanted what I do. What I do. You. What was my count? <laughs> There's nothing I would do that would cause this. You you were uh, wrongfully convicted. Okay. Of, okay. Uh, of treason. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I think that's a capital crime. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my movie, I don't rewatch a lot of movies, okay. but I love the movie Dead Poet Society. Oh, Captain, my captain. Yes. I just love the, I love all the poetry, but I also love Robin Williams in that film. Um, so yeah, that'd be my last movie. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Dead okay. Poet Society is a good one. It's and calming. I didn't, as a kid, I didn't realize how it ended, right? It's kind yeah. of subtle. Uh, but yeah. I just, I think yeah. that that movie makes me want to be more and do more in life. That's good. And if my life is ending, <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> right. the best one, but that's the one I thought of. Yeah. Okay. Then you get a meal. Okay. What are you going to, what are you going to eat while you're watching Robin Williams shape the minds of young men? Yeah. So I, have you ever been to Bon Appetito in Little Italy? I have not. It's this spot that I just think is authentic. But they've got a filet mignon that has, it's covered in mushroom. It's so delicious. So 
you caught me on a day where that sounded good. You know and, what? And the whole idea of this is that hopefully when you listen to this down the road, you'll go, oh, no, I would rather watch or I would rather. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, this is just a snapshot. It's a snapshot. Yeah. Today. Perfect. So any sides? Well, side of roasted veggies. Okay. I don't know why I chose the healthy thing. It's my last meal. But True. their veggies are <laughs> so good. Al dente. They're just tasty. It sounds good. So that's what uh, I would have. Dessert? Uh, probably a tiramisu. Okay. The grandma makes it. Like the, she makes hand, homemade tiramisu. Wow. So that's cool. You're going to watch it down the with uh, a, oh, You like breaks. You, you've I love beverages. Yeah, it well, is my kryptonite. Yeah, I'd probably have a glass of wine um, or maybe a cocktail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to cocktail? Paloma. And not with a filet mignon, but <laughs> I love grapefruit. Right. I, exactly. Who cares? I, no one's going to be there right. with me. I'm all alone, right? right? A Paloma with my filet mignon, please. So. <laughs> Perfect. And then you have digested, you have washed, you've fried a little bit because you understand the ending now of Dead Poets Society. Yeah. And um, I've cried. Put on, put on I just can't Yeah. I love James Taylor, Fire and Rain. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I listened to one of your podcasts. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, the Cancer Survivors. First of all, only one. But okay. I know. Well, I was, <laughs> I was cleaning the house and I thought I should listen to Tony on the mic before I'm on Tony on the mic. So yeah. I listened to your Cancer Survivors one. Okay, the sisters. I'm a cancer survivor, oh, so I wanted to hear uh, their answers. Now, as great. a cancer survivor, did you identify? Did that? I, I, I was always because everybody's story is so, so, different. so different. Yeah. I I had a really tough battle with a lot of chemo and a lot of uh, radiation. That was uh, over the last five years. I'm cancer-free, three years cancer-free. But, um, yeah, I think the chemo side, I was like, ooh, they're both of, I don't think either of those ladies had to go through chemo, Correct. from what I understand, yeah. Um, so I think that's sometimes a big part of people's story. But I thought sisters going through that together like kind of yeah. the greatest fear of the other sister I thought exactly. that was powerful yeah good uh, and then I had another one who did go through chemo in the archives oh, okay I'll have to listen so to it. there's a lot of non-cancer ones too if you don't want to yeah <laughs> I thought this is something I know about I'm interested yeah. to hear how he asked questions about it so yeah. okay did I do okay yeah you did great okay I just want to make sure I showed up to this interview yeah so you, you did, did great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he listened to the interview and then went, um, not going to be I'm canceling. So we're going to put on uh, James Taylor, Fire and Rain, and they're going to play off. We're going to be content. One last time on the way out, how can people get information about this? I think the best place is Instagram. Insta. At P-R-O-J. Short for Project. Proj, short for Proj, and then Con, C-O-N-N, short for Connect. Mm-hmm. P-R-O-J, C-O-N-N. On Insta, and we're not big on Insta. We've got like 160 followers or something. But we post every donation that comes in through Amazon. We give a shout out in stories, awesome, which is fine. So you can click on 2022 and see everything that's been donated. Awesome. and we could do a better job of, of telling the story everybody on Instagram. Can. I know. Everybody can. Who, if someone wants to be our social media manager. There you go. There you <laughs> that go. would be hey, helpful. And also, you could. I have a good tech team, mm-hmm. but um, I'm bugging them too much already. Yeah. Hey. yeah. So, <laughs> but I love I have my tech team. Shout out to love Instagram. Team. I should hit them up. Yeah. Please. Shout out to the tech team. All right. Today, my guest has been the curator of Valley Joe's Swim School, which is a... 
at home in her home or your home mm-hmm. swim school that you can check out and find out and more importantly for this hosting project connects monarch schools thanksgiving festival is that accurate that's I perfect that? great yeah. and you can find more information at projcon on instagram you guys got to get projcon.com or something it's not that expensive to have a website you're totally right we should yeah just get that. i'll do it today okay <laughs> No pressure. Yeah. All right. So, folks, by the time you hear this, which will probably be day after tomorrow, look up projcon.com. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no you way. see my eyes right. get big like, oh, no gosh, I'm going to be up all night. Built by, built by them. But you, <laughs> at least secure the domain so you yeah. can build on it. That's and that's going to do it for Tony on the mic. Thank you for listening. Say goodbye to the folks to Ali Joe. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tony in the Mesa. The Mesa. Outro. 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 That is going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. Please subscribe, like, comment, and support the show at Tony on the Mic on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and the TikTok. All of these platforms are being slowly filled with quality entertainment product. Also support the show on our Patreon page and contact Tony on the Mic at TonyOnTheMic.com for sponsorship opportunities and content suggestions. It's a little surprising that you met Andy, right? Uh Uh-huh. And he didn't go, this is a lot. Me? (laughs) (laughs) So maybe if you want, we don't have to, but we can do the sound for the Peanuts Christmas if if you think that would be... Peanuts Thanksgiving? Yeah. I'm here for you. (laughs) Thank you.